millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things. I actually watched an old episode of Touch of Frost the other day, and I forgot he just tools around in a Ford Sierra in the early ones. Does he? And then he tools around in an early Mondeo. Does he? Yeah, he does, yeah. He's a Sierra driver in the early ones. Yeah, it's a hatch. Base is 1.8 LS or some LX. <laughs> yeah. Inspector Frost, was that what he was called in Touch yeah, of Frost? DI, Diesel Injection Frost, yeah. Diesel Injection <laughs> <laughs> I always think that was TDCI frost came later, but we don't talk yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah, a bit more efficient, but a lot of people said actually noisier. He That's was a right. noisier police they officer. They preferred the DI. I think they preferred yeah. the DI. Yeah. Yeah, just keep it simple. <laughs> They'll go on forever. Also, TDI you know, frost. He could, he, could, he could investigate <laughs> an entire murder or something while being run completely on chip fat. Yeah, that's right. And typically, if he's from the old school, he'd leave the engine idling for the entire interview as well. Uh, because, you know, what's the point in shutting it off when you could just leave it going? Which seems to be sort of old school behaviour with diesel engines. But like, I mean, like coaches, they sit mm. there idling when when they're, they're there for 15 minutes, people loading and stuff. Why don't you just shut the bastard thing off? I don't understand yeah. that. It I had that this morning, me. actually. I was there was someone idling a diesel engine on my street and after a while it just started to really annoy me. I was like, What are you doing? Like ten minutes or something, they were just idling it. I don't like Why? it. Why? Don't like it. What are you doing? No. Yeah. He was a builder who just left his left his van running. The, the lo- just, just shut it off. Well, I mean I know it's I don't is it like a grumpy old man thing, but I just feel like I should you should hold up a, like a placard going, Diesel is one pound sixty a litre. Are well, you yeah, that rich? apart from anything else, yeah, you're burning money, you brick. Yeah, you know, please stop being a stroker. Hey, have you heard this thing about um, BMW police cars going wrong? No. But only police cars, yeah. But lots only police, police cars? Yeah, lots of police fleets. You know, BMW have quite a big presence amongst the UK uh, Emergency vehicle fraternity. Yeah. I once spoke to someone at BMW about it. I wasn't speaking to them about that originally, but it came up in conversation. I went, "Oh yeah, so what? You know, that police business would be good for you. Like, you know, you know, you seem to have police cars everywhere these days." And he went, "Oh, it's a very interesting part of our business. Yeah, I could tell you all about it, but I can't." I went, "What?" what? He went, "Yeah, I'm not, we, we don't really talk about it, but it, trust me, it's fascinating if you knew, but I can't tell you." It's oh my like, gosh, well, that's not that's not fair. I want to know yeah. what's gone wrong with specifically police spec BMWs. Well. So as much as I can gather, now this is based on last week I just happened to see, I was completely unaware of this, although apparently it has been in the news a bit, but I happened to see on, uh, I think it was Auto Express, ran a story. It was slightly strangely expressed story, or at least the, the, um, the quote from BMW was slightly strange because it was sort of seeming to say... Don't worry, punters. It doesn't affect you. Only cops, so it's all fine. It was a bit like, <laughs> what? 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 Why would it only? 
affect police cars. No. As why? far as I can gather, I don't know what the specific problem is, but it seems like it might be affecting police cars because they sit idling for a long time uh, and then they'll suddenly do like a massive high speed run. Well, hang on. And that so combination of conditions, which no punter would really do, I suppose. Or a taxi it, driver, it, it, maybe. But no, they're always trying to save a bit. But they them. wouldn't, it's, yeah, they wouldn't floor it, would they? I'm talking about like sort of, you know, sitting there idling for half an hour, out, out, I don't know, outside a suspect's house or something. I'm not sure how the police do this stuff, but <laughs> maybe. Then the perp, do they say that? Comes not, in, out, not in Britain, no. And he, oh, it's an American one, isn't it? Yeah. The, yes. The, the, you know, the suspect, that's it. They'd say suspect, wouldn't they? I see one male gets into his car, realises he's being watched, and Did you bombs say off. I see one male. I see one male. They, is that IC in, codes, in, aren't they? That's inter- they? It's internal combustion. See, the police is all yeah. about fuel. <laughs> it's all about fuel. Um, I d- I just, I'm going to look this up. I don't know. Oh, identity code, it stands for. I see, identity code. Oh, oh, right, okay, okay. And it is a, it's the way they refer to ethnicity. Maybe, maybe they don't. I don't know what they do anymore, but they certainly used to. I only know this from watching The Bill. My entire knowledge of British policing is based on The Bill. From sort of 80s and 90s dramas. Yeah. Cop dramas. So, uh, with, what's his name? DCI Burnside. Tosh. Yeah. I love the Tosh, fact that we Tosh used to call Tosh. Yeah. And <laughs> a guy called Tony. And a lady called June Ackland, who I've met, weirdly. Have you? <laughs> yeah. She's also she's the mum of um, Larue, the pop star. Is she really? Yeah. Well, that and is I met interesting. Her. I was I was hawking a book of mine by doing radio interviews, and I was sitting waiting to go into a radio interview at, at BBC Television Centre, and she was waiting to go and do a radio interview in a different studio. So we were sitting together in this little waiting area, and we had a little chat. She was talking about, I think, it was when they cancelled the bill. Oh my gosh! I like. She LaRue. was really nice. Oh, well, I, I didn't expect to talk about that today. Yeah, I like Larue. Do you remember? Quite recently, she did that song called "Automatic Driver," which I thought was tremendous. Well, she's, that one? she's phobic of the third pedal, clearly. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it is. She just doesn't see the point in this day and age. You know? No. I, I think the the album was called "What Next? Do you want a choke back?" Or something. <laughs> She's quite, uh, she's quite outspoken on these matters of technological she's really, progress. Really pissed off yeah. in automotive what, world. What power steering? Um, what are you? Some sort of pussy? Is that, yeah. is that the next album? <laughs> yeah. And this is the new one from Larue. It's called "I Think You'll Find Electric Windows These Days Are Actually Lighter Than Manually Wound Ones." Oh, she's yeah, she's gone down. Has Gordon Murray been producing her uh, most recently? He, yeah, he's been. <laughs> All the tracks are really short. On the sliders. Therefore, yeah. theoretically keep lighter. Them, keep the weight down. Yeah. Keep them light. Yeah. Mm. No no heavy beats because they're too heavy. So therefore, yeah. <laughs> always lighter beat brushes on the drums if there's any drums. And, How uh, tall is Gordon Murray, by the way? Because I was watching your chat with him he's tall. on the Late Break Show. And I suddenly thought, he's God, he's even taller than I remember. Because like, you're, what, 6'2", six, 6'3"? Six, yes, yeah, I am. He's got to be six five, six six. I think. Yeah, I think he is actually. I think he could be Clarkson, or almost Clarkson height. No, I think he. he I mean, Clarkson's only well, he's six four, I think. Oh, is he? I thought he was or taller six, than five. That. Maybe six five. He's a snadge taller than me, and I'm six three. But he's not like freakishly tall. Gordon Murray looked like a 
looming giant in that yeah. bit. It made you look really small. And I was like, but I know you. You're not small. So it's just like, he's just a big lad. He is a big, yeah, he is a tall guy. But I don't remember. I have met Gordon Murray. I don't remember thinking big lad. He's theoretically shrunk as well um, due to age. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah he, he, is a, he is a long one. He's very, very well, unless he's long he's compensated for the shrinking effects of age with some kind of machine. Is he gradually? I know he's taking a carpaccio of the sole of his feet off every month. <laughs> so gradually, like in the twix. Re- gradually, <laughs> gradually reducing his overall height and therefore the weight as well. Well, he must be annoyed with himself that he grew so tall and quite broad shoulders because his frontal area is not as slippery as it could be yeah no, yeah no. he's presenting a bit of a a bit of a a, 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 a high drag <laughs> high drag shoulder body. line yeah but <laughs> i think i'm i'm just now i'm thinking about this i'm thinking i i i met him years ago i do not remember him being i don't remember him being taller than me but now obviously he is so i am i'm warming to this idea that he yeah. designed some kind of carbon fiber rack and every night he just gets on his own rack and stretches himself a little bit <laughs> reasons that are yet to become clear but composite rack yeah oh yeah it's beautifully beautifully designed lots of little turned aluminium handles and things no no, anyway no unnecessary winglets or louvers absolutely no yeah no exactly it's just it's just everything for function not not for decoration um so I've just found this Auto Express story about BMW police car engines. It says an engine issue affecting BMW police cars in the UK is not something civilian owners need to be concerned about. The German manufacturer has confirmed. <laughs> it's go, what? what? That already sounds suspicious. It sounds uh, like they've, um, they've they've sabotaged cop cars almost. Well, it it does slightly, and I thought I hope this isn't going to be one of these things that gives credence to that bollocks old idea that oh police cars are always highly tuned you know and you're like no they're not no they're they're just driven like hell they're driven like hell but of course you know bmw likes supplying police cars because it's good for their brand image they're all reassuring look if the police use them they must be good kind of logic yeah and they don't want members of the public seeing a broken down bmw police car so they don't want to do anything that's going to stress the components more than they already are stressed which is a lot Mm. from a cop car i presume because they're used hard and often. And um, so they're not going to tune up the engines because it'll knacker the gearbox or something. So I don't think, I don't, I'm not sure that police cars have ever been tuned up for lots of reasons why not, but it's one of those old pub, you know. I think they've stories, been modified, um, I think they've been modified often with um, things like the strengthening of the suspension because they, they sometimes have different suspension settings because they're, they're, they, they're, they're half laden all the time or, or fully laden depending yeah. on what job they do. Yeah. But we don't know. We don't have like an extra eighty horsepower just sort of like squirrelled away. No, there's none of that going on, sadly. I know, but you still hear it, particularly from the old days. Yeah, my uh, my uncle's friend bought a Rover SD1, and when he checked under the bonnet, it had a five point seven liter supercharged Chevrolet dragster engine in it. Yeah, no, it fucking didn't. Yeah, and a shot of nitrous for those those late night M sixty two runs. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, it says this story says police forces across the country were told not to engage in high speed pursuits in <laughs> patrol cars fitted with the BMW N57 engines, which is the straight six diesel. Yeah. Which is in X5s and 5 Series and all sorts. Oh, I know three why. 3 Series, I guess. Yeah. 30Ds. I know why this will be. I've just worked it out. Yeah. Have you noticed how when you're going around an urban area on a motorway or um, a ring road now, they reduce the over, the top speed for, it says, for pollution reduction? Yeah. 
So maybe it applies to the police as well. Even if you're in the midst of quite a, a heated chase, you've still got to back, mm. back off when you're going past a town and then back on afterwards to reduce sound and also air pollution. It's all about the particulates. It's all about the particulates. It's all about the particulates, um, mate, isn't it? It's a weird one, this, but anyway, it says... Um, yeah, Bindley Statement says, we've been working with the police for some time on a technical matter linked to a small number of special high-performance vehicles. The issue is associated with the particular way in which the police operate these high-performance vehicles. This unique usage profile puts extra strain on some components and therefore BMW has specified a special servicing programme for these vehicles, but it's all a bit <laughs> vague. I also kind of wish they'd released the statement from BMW, but in police speak. Because you know how the police, the police talk in that weird way, don't they? They like do. It's, it's just BMW is proceeding in a westerly direction towards a solution to said problems. Over and out. <laughs> um, <laughs> solution to said problems. I, I know. I think. I think we've touched on this on a previous podcast. But I bloody one, I've always wanted an ex police car. I, th- really? I, I, th- I think it wouldn't be underwhelming. I think it would still be exciting. Yeah, but I would. I'd almost rather have an undercover one than a full patrol spec um just because yeah. i don't know you, you just you just want to imagine the stories that it it could tell if it could speak i would like mm. one i have to say i've thought about it a friend of mine's um knows of a cavalier v6 um oh. pursuit police car that's sitting in a shed and has been since the 90s and i what and i'm like oh that sounds ace have a go you on that <laughs> proceed in a um westerly direction to yeah. have a look at that do you remember if you, if you have to haggle the sale of a, an ex-police guard you have to talk in police style speak yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I've um I've observed I have proceeded the, to yes I've observed <laughs> I've observed the suspect's the request for monies and uh, <laughs> <You> decided <laughs> this the seller like, goes I will sell you the car but please stop referring to me as the suspect it's really <laughs> insulting <laughs> Um, um, speaking of V6 things, yeah. Um, do you were you aware that uh, in oh, I guess the early two thousands, Toyota did a Japan only version of the Auris, you know, the medium sized hatchback that once again became the Corolla. Yeah, they did a version of it with a V6. What? It's a really small yeah. car for a six. I know. Had, was, it, um, was it a weak six? I think it was just that sort of generic, like two and a half liter V6 that Toyota probably make like a billion of a year or something. It's, Camry, Camry it was, motor. Yeah, it? exactly. Yes, and yeah, it is, and it's two point. I feel like I need to. I feel like I need to to know more about this. It could be the sort of well, easy listening sleeper. The reason I bring this up is because I saw one this morning. What? And uh, yeah, it was called the Toyota Blade. It wasn't called the Auris or the Corolla. Uh, and it was Japan only, but I saw this slightly weird-looking Auris, and then, because it's got sort of different front and back end, but it's clearly an Auris nonetheless, that sort of blobby-shaped one, this was. I prefer the name and, Blade. Um, Blade. Yeah, it's it was with, a Wesley Snipes. To wear Snipes. wrap-around sunglasses. Yes. <laughs> do you know, <laughs> yeah, what's that? Is that? that we should do. You know, I said to you before, I wanted to do a glossary on our Patreon of all stuff that we talk about so that people who have missed in-jokes can just catch up. Also, I think we should do a th- things that Smith & Sniff like and don't like 
as a you know, a house stance on certain things <laughs> and wrap around sunglasses is in the don't like side of oh, things. No. Well, it was. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember all the conversations we've talked about. Um, it, it, it was about people that are really accomplished runners, wasn't it? Normally, the better yes. the runner, the shitter the sunglasses they're wearing. True fact. Yeah, they um, look like those ones that you go skydiving in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know the ones I mean. You know the ones? <laughs> you know yes, the I ones. do know the ones you mean. Orange lenses. Yeah, are they? But you, I mean, I, the, the thing awful. is, there's an excuse there because you wouldn't want to skydive without glasses on no. or goggles, would you? That would be bad. No, it would be awful. But, um, it would be awful. Did you know Chris Evans doesn't need glasses anymore? Doesn't he? He had his eyes done. He just wears the glasses because he doesn't look like him without the glasses. <sighs> When did he have his eyes lasered, I presume? Yeah, I guess so. A few years ago. Shit. But then he was a bit like, Very everybody knows me for wearing... I'm a famous glasses wearer, so... Yeah. So I had my, my eyes done. Um, yeah, I know. Because I, I always thought about it, and yeah. um, I'm, I was too much of a scaredy cat. But everyone I know who's had it done says it's brilliant. It's really good. I, it took me a while to recover, longer than most people, but I'm, it was one of the best things I've ever spent my money on, apart from some fairly obvious cars but um hmm. no i saw it as an investment in my eyes however night driving now is is getting is starting to feel like one of my eyes is itchy like a little bit irritated oh. and i did i did a sort of like um blokey eye test where i drove with one eye for a couple of seconds and then i tried the <laughs> other eye just to see if it was any good <laughs> did you do optician voice to yourself better, better one or worse better one better, or better worse. two yeah. or better yeah. I take it away and i'm like well yeah. it's such a better if i take it all away yeah. um, is that better or worse well it's worse because you're covering both my eyes with a ring binder <laughs> No, is it better now? No, you've just put deep heat with your thumb into my eye. (laughs) Definitely worse. I think that's universally known. You just flicked a blob of Tabasco at me, you twats. (laughs) You're flicking Thai curry at me. You know this, don't you? This is nothing to do with the eye test. Um, Yeah, I I do feel, actually, I'm ashamed to admit, I I reckon I'm at least a year overdue on an eye test, if not 18 months. And And I might need... I don't know, I might need... Something. I mean, I used to wear glasses and also contacts, but I, I don't know whether I've now gone. I'm, I'm over the the brow of the hill of success with my laser eye surgery, and I did have it oh. a long time ago, a good, probably thirteen years ago, twelve years ago. So I've, I've yeah. had a good innings, but uh, I do worry that I might now need to replace all the windscreens in my car with specialist windscreens. That's the way it goes, isn't it? Yeah, bifocal windscreen. Yeah, you have to go to screensaver, and what they do is they kick out the <laughs> old. Should one. have gone to screensaver. <laughs> exactly. That's they. They go. No, this is rubbish. And just before you say, please don't damage this windscreen. It's completely obsolete. You won't find another one. They they just back kick it out, and then they go. It's all right. We'll order another one. It's like no, you don't understand. That's what I just said. You can't get another one. You've ruined my car. It's a bit like that Volvo 262 Batoni that I used to have. The value in, in the screen is enormous because it's not the same really? screen as a Volvo 240. Different no. A-pillar angle, different um, you know, bendiness, curvature of screen. And presumably well, there's no new old stock left or something, so you sort of... No, I, I mean, I sometimes fantasise that one of, the, one of the ladies from ABBA, um, I don't know, has a sideline in... Um, 
Volvo e-commerce of dusty new old stock bits, but I, yeah. I th- I'm pretty sure that's not the case. <laughs> Agnetha's Volvo warehouse. I, I can't. Yeah, I can't confirm or deny because because maybe they have, but I'm pretty sure they don't. So it's real shame. Actually. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, because I was thinking about windscreen replacement just the other day because one of my neighbours has got a Tesla. They've just they've just got a new Model Three. Yeah. And looking down upon it from my bedroom window, I, I noticed it's got a big screen on it. That car. It's got an enormous screen. screen. It goes down really low to the point where you, when you, next time you watch one coming towards you the other way, mm. I swear the windscreen, the waistline, dips so low you can see the knees of the driver. Yeah, <laughs> I reckon it's that low. It definitely feels like you can see an abnormal amount of the occupants. From oh yeah, head on. yeah. It's like a plunging neckline on a on a on a on a sort of woman's um, night evening dress. It's slightly risque. It almost fits. Mm. It plunges that low. I feel it's a very odd, oddly proportioned cabin. It's probably. Yeah. I think a lot of people probably like that about it. I I I don't know. I feel like it's plunged a little low for me. Yeah. Well, I just I wonder how much a replacement screen is. You know, because screens get cracked don't they or stones and stuff and mm. I was just thinking oh I bet that's pricey I bet it I bet, um, it, is. I bet it is the other thing about my neighbour's new Tesla is that you know you very accurately described the noise that some electric cars make as choir of the dead oh yes yes oh. 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 Uh, coming to get you we're going to steal you it's, it's, it's trapped souls it's, it's the choir of trapped yeah. souls <laughs> uh. Well, that bloody Tesla, I think it's when it reverses, it goes, ooh. And my neighbour has a habit of getting up and going out quite early, I've discovered, because uh, uh, usually I get sort of slightly unsettled by it around 7 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Do they reverse ooh. their way to work on purpose? Yeah. <laughs> Just to freak people well, out. This is a growing problem because now he's got the Tesla. Ooh. Two of our neighbours have got Kia Nero's. Bing. Oh, they're bing, very distinctive. Bing. When they back up. Yeah. And again, one of them, one of our neighbours with a Nero seems to go out quite early. And they, so you just get a brief bit of binging as they back up to get out of a space. But it's enough to go, oh, fuck's sake. And it then, is quite distinctive. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really is. cuts through, which I presume is the point. It's not spooky, it's just irritating. Something the Tesla quite- is spooky. Yeah, there's almost. I know it's. I know it's a Korean car, the Kia, but it, it's almost um, sort of Japanese import style, having some sort of audible reversing warning like that. Yeah. It sounds to me like the politest of 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 delivery lorry drivers, because you know the lorries they go <laughs> boop, lorry is reversing, boop, the lorry is reversing, boop, and they, yeah. or they have another one which. And I think a lot of heavy plant have it, which is designed so the sound doesn't carry. If you're working on a on a on a, on a building site, it's a localized sound. It's a oh, <laughs> what that sort of yeah, it's like a crunch sound. And I and I always wonder why they did that. And it's so that the sound doesn't carry. It stays local, it? so that on your on a building site or an industrial estate, you don't confuse it with another emergency situation or an alert because if there's lots of heavy plant moving you know it's that yeah, one because yeah. you're next to it interesting hey yeah, so it's more of a crunch than a, than, a, than, a, than a sing yeah yeah it is isn't it I know what you mean yeah. that's interesting yeah. I, I thought it was just it was, it was localised so it's not annoying because you're going to be hearing it all day but I suppose the safety takes precedence yeah it's a sort of UK garage of reversing people. sounds isn't it really um, compared to the, the choir the choral <laughs> setup. <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's more sort of like 
8-bit, like 8-bit synth. Oh, it is a bit, crunchy, actually. A sort of crunchy <laughs> lo-fi sound, yeah. <laughs> actually, um, funny you should say that, because I have actually got an accessory that I'm going to add to my my Tokyo Taxi Cedric, um, hmm. which um, a kind viewer of The Late Break Show has offered to me. Uh, that came in on another Japanese import car, and it's an it's a it's somebody talking. It's a spoken warning um, reversal. Yeah, we've um, we've did talked we talk about, about this before. It? Because, did we? Yeah, we did, and I I found a recording. Oh of yes, this you did. And stuck it on the end of the show. I can't remember which number podcast, but I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Sorry, forgive <laughs> me. I I forgot that I'd already repeated it because it's, it's a still, very it's, good. Still excites me. I don't know that. So, uh, what were we talking about before that? Christ knows. We're talking about police cars, BMW police cars. Oh yeah, police cars. Well, anyway, so yeah, apparently, if so, if you have a BMW with uh, the N fifty seven diesel engine in it, uh, don't worry unless you're a police officer. In which case, bad news, inspector. Um, You can't go any do any high speed chases in it anymore. Apparently. Oh no. Do you ever? I just I was thinking N fifty seven. I had to sort of. I, I was like, hang on a minute, because BMW engines always used to be M's, didn't they? They did. The engine codes. Yeah. And now they switched to N, and then are they are they moved on from that as well? I can't remember. Because I I used to know. Can you keep abreast of BMW car codes now? No. I've totally lost lost grasp of them. I used to, you know, oh, it's an E30. Well, of course, that's an E39, my friend. Nothing now. I always I have to sort of double check because they've um. They're on they've Fs, on they're through. Fs, aren't they? Or they're Gs. They've gone to G now. They're G now? See, there we go. They exhausted how... F so quickly. They had they had E for years and years and years. And then, because they're just launching so many cars now, I guess, they, they, they ran through the Fs really fast and they're on to <laughs> Gs. But I can't... Someone someone said to me the other day, they went, oh, well, you know, it's a, it was a... It was a, a G10, and I was like, um, was it? Isn't that a plane? And then it turns oh, out, fly no. like a G6, yeah. yeah. Although it is a Pontiac to... as well, isn't it? The G6, I think. I think, it? I think it was, I think it was a Pontiac. It might have been the one that, um, oh, yes, the, re- the rebadged um, Holden Monaro. I think when they when that went over to the States, which that. was a really good car, that was the GTO. That was the G8, wasn't it? Was that a G8? I'm getting it was the, Well, the Monaro was the GTO, and then the... Um, then the sort of the civilian, not civilian version. I'm sounding like a policeman again. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, <laughs> but the, yeah, the, so the, what we knew is the VXR8. That's right. The, the kind of, yes. uh, what was it? The, uh, I want to say TWR, and it wasn't. It was, um, what are they called? Not Holden special for HSV. Oh, HSV, yeah, yeah. The HSV versus Which, the Commodore. Um, HST or HRT. HS- yeah, yeah. <laughs> HS2. It's the Holden. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they closed it down, because so many people protested. Oh, yeah, uh, Australians uh, yeah. are up in arms about the hormone replacement therapy range that car manufacturers did offer and now don't. Yeah, it's a real <laughs> shame. Real shame. I was thinking the other day I, I, um, when they released all the sales figures of of new cars in Britain. Mm. Did you see the one? It was about Alfa Romeo. I forget how. I'll dig out the exact stats. But Alfa Romeo sold a, a very low amount of cars, like fifteen hundred yeah. cars in a whole year. Yeah, yeah. It's it's piss poor, isn't it's it? It's very poor, and it's a shame because that that. that um, Quadrifolio, or even the just you know the the normal Julias, I do think are gorgeous. But um, that 
yeah. the, the green colour that you get the top one in that I've forgotten. Then is it an N or an R? I can't remember the extra. I forget what it is. I'm being what I'm you mean? The, to sound the, like the someone GTA. that doesn't know anything about cars. Yeah, like the, <laughs> the GTA. That, and it's an M. M. It's a GTA M. There you go. I knew it was another yeah. additional letter. But yeah. Um, yeah, that thing looks stunning. But I, I noticed that Smart sold even fewer cars than Alfa Romeo, which did surprise me did a bit. Because what with Smart being actually a sort of fit-for-purpose car for for a lot of people. But yeah, because Smart are doing that, they're doing that collaboration. The, the next Smart is going to be um, a collab, isn't it, with um, the Chinese... Geely, isn't it, or Geely? It is Geely, isn't it? Say. Yes, Who, it is. Uh, which is That's interesting right. because you know they, they've got their fingers in in many. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be Geely. Well, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, so Mercedes Benz are, are playing with Geely. Geely own Polestar, Volvo, London Electric Vehicle Company, Lotus, yeah. Yeah. and um, and they're they're investing heavily. In, they're going to be selling smartphones, I think, from next year. What? Yeah, yeah, they're going big in the smartphone world. So I guess they're using the their they want to invest in the tech of smartphones, and I reckon that will trickle through into being embedded in cars or integrated with cars. And mm, it's all linked, isn't it? With the old, yeah. it's all linked with the old like lidar, like lidar, yeah, cruise that, control, the lidar. Yeah, it's like, your radar, internet lidar, of things. Dada, Cha cha, you know, it's all uh, it's all in there. It's all got the bells and whistles. I can't stand it when people say the bells and the whistles. Oh, it's got it's all fully loaded. It's got the bells and whistles. Yeah, I don't want bells and whistles. Why would I want a whistle in my car? That's stupid. Has it got heated seats? No, just loads of bells, mate. Yeah, well, you got a motorcycle just covered in bells. You look like some sort of like <laughs> shit mod. Yeah, just what are you doing, you hippie tits? Take all those bells off your motorbike. Yeah, no, but he's. And that he's, might make quite an interesting noise if you accelerated hard. That'd be so distracting. Know. Imagine how distracting yeah. that would be. You just like you're going to nail it, and you've got a hundred and forty bells tinkling around you. Well, also, if you if you were a, an adventurous and brave rider who gets their knee down, you'd scrape your bells along <laughs> along the surface of the roads. Sparks coming off your bells as you (laughs) absolutely pinned it across the cat and fiddle. Do you think that's what Um, was it? Were were these the the, was this the kind of the losers of the mod era? You know, like the Betamax versus VHS era war. Was it the same in mods that just isn't very well documented? Did you have the bells and the whistles, and they were they were (laughs) enemies of one another? (laughs) You had a load of motorbikes covered in bells and a load of scooters covered in whistles. And everyone just realised that it sounded bloody awful. You're like, and, guys, uh, A, you all look like twats. B, you're wasting your money. You're going to you're going to your hardware shop every weekend with your hard-earned money to buy yet another whistle or a bell. <laughs> it's just <laughs> tedious. Did the whistles activate? Were they mounted on the handlebars in such a way that as you rode, they sort of... Well, it could be one of those exhaust mounted whistles so the more you more you rev the engine the more it whistles that was a thing wasn't it an exhaust whistle it was a period accessory in the 70s or the 60s it was a terrible idea for cars yeah I've seen the adverts I've seen the adverts for it I think it's for cars not motorbikes but Why, why, why would anyone want such a thing I don't know. You'd have to be an absolute meat whistle to even consider it being a good idea wouldn't you now Speaking Listen, as we were look, about the Alfa Romeo, Alfa Romeo Giulia yes. Quadro Formaggio. Yes. 
Quadra Fromage. Have a guess uh, what you can have one of those for now. Brand they were, what, a 70 grand car, I think, weren't they? They still are, I suppose. They probably were, late 60s, yeah, mm. yeah. I haven't even looked. How long have they been out? Three years? Uh, no more than I, that, have they? Four no, years? a bit more than that. I think they've been out for about... Oh, hang on, wait. So, were they out in about 2017? Something like okay, that. Okay, okay. Well, actually, I can tell you. So what I've done is I've gone on Autotrader. You've yeah, just done cheapest... that as we've been talking, haven't you? Yeah, like I'd, a ninja. I bet you there isn't a podcast that goes by when I'm trying to talk to you about something not deeping or memeful and you're going straight on The Trader. Yeah, clicking almost constantly. Or Car and Classic or eBay. VAT. So, uh, well, according to this, actually, there's an advert here for um, a brand new Julia Quadrifoglio. Oh. Which they say that it claims the RRP is 71749. Shit, you're talking mushrooms. they will sell you this one. Wilson's Fears of Epsom, apparently, will sell you one for 63995, brand new. But I think it was 2017 it came out because all the cheapest ones here are all 2017. Uh, Reg, but uh, the cheapest—it's Cat S. Cheapest uh, quadrifolio is thirty-five thousand five hundred pounds. Gosh, what, we, what mileage or, are we talking? Well, thirteen thousand miles. That's all. Mm, but it's Cat S, so uh, it's some reason there's something going on there. What is um, Cat S? Does that mean it's shit? Cat shit? Does it stand well, for cat what, shit? What, what did it used to be? A cat shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know what happened. Someone accidentally cat shut B. the door, and the, the neighbours in cat had gone in, and it got left there yeah. for twelve hours, and it's just liberally uh, soiled the seats. And and then the insurance company, as far as they're concerned, are like, "Well, that's a cat s. That is, that's yeah. just it's full of cat, 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 s, cat wing." Cat. Talking of which, Oh, so annoying. Someone accidentally shut the door in our house when um, I was away, my wife was away, and the cat couldn't get out. Uh Uh-oh. And I came home in about midnight, hanging, really, really tired after a job. And you know when you just want to get into bed? Well, Mm. guess whose side of the bed was soaked through with Tomcat piss? Oh, Yeah, good old Johnny. Johnny's bed was riddled, riddled with, with, with what my brother refers to as... The uh, the animal kingdom's um, battery acid. It's absolutely oh. awful. Yeah. yeah, I'm saying that because he stood next to me. He stood next to me, purring away, and I'm like, yeah. But why did you wee on the bed? Of all the places to choose to waz, why did you rinse your kidneys on my bed? I just wouldn't wish you hadn't. You absolute swine. Dead. Yeah. But we used to have a family cat that if it's ever got stuck in the house and it needed or it couldn't get to its litter tray mm. it, it would go upstairs to the bathroom and it would it would shit in the bath mat and then, <laughs> and then scrunch it all up I presume it's the closest thing it could find that it could that it could scuff up because they love to they love they love to conceal a turd don't they they're not yeah is it a tumble twist was it what a tumble twist bath mat you know the ones that look like sort of dreadlocks is it one of those oh old no not quite mats? Yeah, no, it was old school because this was in the eighties, but not. It wasn't tumble. It's tumble twist. Is that what they're called? Yeah, I believe. So. Well, that's what my mum used oh. to call them, unless she's been lying to me all these years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, next she'll tell me that cat s doesn't mean cat shit at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking actually, a cat s alpha. The, the the biggest problem wouldn't be the cat shit. It'd be all the scratch marks on the back seat where the cat had tried to. 
bury its own feces oh, yeah. using the exquisite leatherwork of a the Italian leather would have been Romeo. shredded. Well, then that that yeah. contributes towards the cates, doesn't it? So it's that. I suppose so. Yeah, it's a bit. Um, it's it doesn't just mean actual little catalogue that's no. been left in there. Um, the, <laughs> if you don't want uh, a Julia Quadrifoglio that's um, been used as a cat bathroom, there's, <laughs> there's one that's apparently legit with 75,000 miles on it for 35,975. So um, okay. they are that's good value. Uh, half price effectively now, if you're interested in those. They're lovely cars. They are lovely cars. Every time I post something about them on Twitter, which I don't do regularly, but when I do, I get a cluster of owners who have got them saying how much they like them. Maybe yeah. they're the best alpha, modern Alfa Romeo we know, and yet people that by this point don't trust them or they're hung up on the whole residual thing, and they're like, no, I'm not buying that. But yet, yeah, the people that do own them love them. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hmm. Which is interesting because actually I've got a video going out. Uh, in fact, the video will be out by the time you listen to this on the Late Break Show about a guy who has a little cluster of interesting cars. And I went to meet him. And that the, the, the catalyst for him being interested in cars was the fact that his dad was a habitual buyer of Alfa Romeo Alfa Suds. Oh. And, uh, and he's bought another one as well as a load of other interesting cars. But yeah, the Sud. And, it, and, mm. and, and I do like a Sud. I have to say. They have a lovely, crisp exhaust note, don't they? But they sort of fruity. They do. Mm. That lovely boxer motor. Yeah. With the inboard yeah. disc brakes. Yeah, there's a lot to like about it. The Sud was an, en- an, en- an engineering masterpiece. <laughs> what did I hear the other day? I had something with a terrible uh, whistle going by what was David it? yeah I was in the uh, in the left hand lane and someone overtook me but they did it you know when people overtake you at about one or two miles an hour more than what you're doing and you're probably yeah. both on cruise control so therefore mm. and you can't be asked to squeeze the throttle or back off so you just sit there and just let it happen and it's like a very slow race yeah they had they had some <laughs> sort of oh I know what it was it was a, a it was a tradesman's van with one of those roof tubes I think they call them a rhino tube which just sounds like an animal's arsehole but anyway, it was a yeah. rhino tube on the roof <laughs> you're sticking up your rhino tube yeah. mate you, I tell you what you could do with that quote mate you could put that in your rhino tube um uh, and it was whistling like hell, but I think they were leaning on the on the van's throttle to get it through because it was a windy time. There was 
I don't know, insert name of the most recent storm that we've had in the UK through Hurricane. Oh, yeah, there was a big one, wasn't there, last week? So Hurricane yeah. Spam Stroke or whatever it was called. Hurricane and, uh, Higgins. Yes, that's right. Uh, Hurricane Schmurricane, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the van was properly going... I thought it was quite... We've talked before about how Damon Albarn has that distinctive whistle. A little bit of a little bit always, uh, mouth whistle, tooth a, whistle. Got a kettle yeah. going in there. So, oh, yeah, it was yeah. building a new studio. And but of all of the uh, other musical artists to get into a spat with, he chose Taylor Taylor Swift. Swift. <laughs> and then the worst thing was he then had to say sorry. Oh, did he? Sorry. Yeah, he apologised. Well, he sort of apologised, but he shouldn't Did have he said it in the first place. It was a bit of a knobhead comment. But anyway, <laughs> that's just my opinion. Love you, Damon. Big Blur fan. Sailor's but, um, cool. Uh, everyone knows that Sailor Swift writes her own songs because um, she's good at it in that. She's good in that. And uh, talking of Blur, Blur's one of those bands which I loved. We talked about this on WhatsApp the other day. I, I, I was the first person in my school to get Blur's debut album, Leisure. Were you? Yeah, I was very proud huh. of it. And yeah. loose to listen to Blur to pieces. Loved it. Loved Modern Life is Rubbish, all the other albums. Mm. And I remember when Part Life came out, which is probably their biggest album. Mm. I remember the video of Part Life featuring a Granada coupe. Yes. And and that was cemented, like, I knew they'd gone mainstream, so I was a bit upset about how mainstream <laughs> the music had gone, but it brought it back to me. They redeemed themselves with a Roman bronze Granada coupe because it's such a good-looking car. Yeah. It's such a handsome thing. I've, I've got to I've got to scratch that itch. I really have to. You should. To. I know. I really want to. Are they expensive now? I suppose it's finding they one. They are expensive. Survivors, yeah, because they still get bang erased, so the survivors go up in value, you know. It's a bit like when you're on the market for a, for a white rhino. You know, they, unfortunately, they keep getting <laughs> killed, so the ones that are still alive are worth more. Yeah, and, um, that is the, the that is the fate of the granny. But I, I I'd quite like to buy a European one. Um, I quite like to get not because I love left hand drive, but because you can get more for your money off of yeah. other countries and all that. So uh, when I was little, if I ever saw a brown Granada coupe, apparently I used to call it a Bernard car <laughs> because we had a when I was very little, we had a, a neighbour called Bernard, and he had a brown Granada coupe. Bernard in the brown Granada. And it's, it's so, it just it fits, doesn't it? I just it remember does. that. But it's Bernard is a very Granada Coupe sort of name. It is actually quite like there aren't any young men called Bernard, are there? Uh, no, Bernard Butler would be about the youngest person I could think of, and Bernard Sumner at a new order, who is actually not that young anymore. It's actually, middle-aged. Well, Bernard Butler, I suppose. But they're not they're young Bernards. Young Bernards. It's quite a good name for a band, actually. Bernard. (laughs) Coming up later, young Bernards. Um, What about Bernhard? Bernhard sounds obviously a little bit more Euro. Yes, hello, I am Bernhard. (laughs) You see, Bernhard. Who's ready to Bernhard with Bernhard? (laughs) He's Germany's biggest. He's like Germany's Joe Wicks, isn't he? Oh, Bernhard. Yeah. Personal training videos. Bernhard Vixer. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, uh, today we go maximum... <laughs> dry, fear. <laughs> maximum attack here on the glutes and the arms. Here we go. We go hard, guys. Let's go. Let's do this. Okay. Let's take this to the Schwedy zone. He's always doing workouts to really fast songs like Holding Out for a Hero. Too fast, really. Oh, yeah, it's lots, really it's lots chaotic, of... happy, hardcore. like... But it's yeah. just too it's too fast it's just it's too bit oh yeah this is from my new compilation album Burn Happy Hardcore <laughs> Burn Happy you're like listen Bernhard you must understand 180 BPM is too much it's simply too yeah. much and you're <laughs> trying to do burpees to that do burpees to it's medically dangerous we're, we're all gonna pass away <laughs> for sure for sure I actually. I kind Are of, you imagining as I am that he wears one of those sweatbands around his head? He completely wears one of those sweatbands, but he also has the sort of tracksuits that foreign exchange <laughs> students would have had when we were growing up at school, which was slightly different. You know, your you Lecoq Sportif or you know, <laughs> Sierra Tacchini or whatever it was called, which we didn't maybe get so many of. We were more, you know, Nike, Puma, Adidas, etc. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, whereas they would go for the, oh, hang on a minute, what have they got here? The uh, Sergio Tacchini, it eh? looks a little bit yeah. exotic, I quite like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe a sort of cuff ankle. Um, Benetton, a Benetton tracksuit. Or a Benetton Ooh, la, la, how very Euro. How, how very yeah. inflammable you look today. Well, that's it. I, I'm sort of imagining that Bernhard eventually dies, not from heart failure, as everyone expected, but because he generates so much heat in a highly flammable tracksuit, he, he just he just spontaneously combusts while doing a live stream. What is it? Is it so much um, friction? Is it a bit like striking a match on a box? Oh, it's the static. Yeah, it's just it just can't take any more. It just fizzles. Yeah, like a Roman candle. <laughs> hey, His Euro tracksuit starts going up. I like that. The viewers are just helpless. They can't do anything. They're all trying to desperately message him on the YouTube, you know, sidebar thing. Bernhard, you're on fire. Oh, thank you, Sean. Yes, <laughs> keep going. For sure, we keep pushing. Maximum attack. <laughs> yes, maximum heart attack. Is that? <laughs> it's not quite the sort of rally vibes I was going for, Bernhard, if that's okay. Um, Bernhard would not drive a Granada Coupe, though, would he? No. Oh, no. He's a Manta no, guy, no. isn't he? Is he Manta? Oh, yes. All white Manta with white wheels. With an Ermsha grill. For sure, yes. He'd love an Ermsha grill, for sure, because it matches the stripes on his tracksuit. And with um, side skirts as well, I think. Side skirts, yeah. Uh, Probably a poor side skirt. Side skirts. Full Ermsha. Ermsha. Front splitter, side skirts and a spoiler. Ermsha. Ermsha just sounds like one of the dance partners on Strictly Come Dancing. You know, the the (laughs) professional ones. (laughs) Now, taking to the floor, it's Greg Wallace and Ermska Body Kits. It's Ermska Side Skirt. That's who it will be. Oh. Ermska Side Skirts. <laughs> and then at the end, you know, she's being interviewed and they're sort of panting because they've just done a really energetic routine. And yeah. she's like, yeah, I, I really enjoy it. Greg did it ever so well. And we, some complicated moves for sure. Difficult and technical. And we train for many yeah. hours. And, uh, yeah. I, I'm so proud of him. <laughs> They're always a bit breathless, aren't they? Well, I mean, understandably. Um, Umska Sidesgate, yeah. She's, yeah. <laughs> oh, she's she's amazing when it comes to uh, work then, ethic. Then inevitably, it's, is there more to it than dancing as the tabloids pap? It's Greg Wallace spotted having a romantic coffee with dance partner Umska Sidesgate. <laughs> 
in a fashionable West London <laughs> boutique. I, or, or there's or there's no yeah there's there's no. <laughs> I won't say that. No, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> There's no speculation at all. It's 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 famous person in court stood completely naked in the window of a hotel room, um, <laughs> rinsing themselves off with the other person stood in a chair watching. Yeah, what could possibly be going on here? You have to cut that out. <laughs> then we can't put that in. Probably too bad. <laughs> I don't so, know what you're talking. No, about. I, don't. I don't. I've got a cat claw in my legs while I'm talking because uh, oh, he's, I've shut him in the room and he's 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 distracting me. And I'm worried yeah. he's going to waz on the curtains. I was going to say he's probably this is his revenge for you bad mouthing him earlier on. It is, it is. But he's he's like that. He's got his snaggle tooth out. He keeps looking at me with a bit of side eye, you know. <laughs> Cats do good side eye. Cats don't do they? amazing side eye. It's when they roll um, around and they have fun, and then they suddenly get a pang of self consciousness. That's the thing that yeah. cats are amazing at. <laughs> It's yeah. just brilliant. <laughs> just sit up very straight and start washing themselves in a sort of overly casual way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think? Do you think um, Bernhard, the maximum attack fitness trainer guy, do you think he would have some Ronald teddy bear wheels, or would that be a step too far? Ooh, Could, maybe if he does. You know, PE with Joe. PE with Joe during lockdown. He was obviously appealing to children, trying to get them activated and. Uh, interested in general fitness. Maybe Bernhard decides to go copy really. Uh, Joe's decision he goes for the the youth vote gets himself some Ronald teddy bears as a talking point in the background of his videos because of course his fitness studio is all glass it's just a glass box in the garden and you can see the white Ermsher kitted manta just out on the block paving drive and have you noticed in Germany everyone has block paving drives and, and there's no weeds anywhere there was immaculate block paved drives my friend, really? yeah, I my friend, that. my friends often said to me that um, the lot of German houses look like they are made of Playmobil because everything's so immaculate and pristine. It doesn't look like yeah. it's bricks and mortar. You're not allowed to wash your car on some days in some places in Germany. Is that right? It's definitely the case in Switzerland. It might be the case in Germany as well. Actually, yeah. Um, I, I, this is one of these. This is the classic bloke down the pub. Well, the thing about Germans is they don't let you wash your car if it's <laughs> like an hour with the two in it, or and it's not. I, there is, I'm sure there are rules. There There's are. definitely. There was some. I, I, a friend of mine used to live in Cologne, and there was a rule there that you weren't allowed to have, I think, more than one barbecue a month. What? And I was like, well, who's counting? And he went, well, your neighbours will tell on you if you do. And I was like, what if you invite your neighbours round for a barbecue? He said, they'll still tell on you. What, they have the barbecue? So I really enjoyed that sausage. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for inviting us. I'm just going home to ring the authorities. To, uh, to alert the authorities. <laughs> I do apologise to any listeners in Germany. Um, please do write in and correct our casual xenophobia and shaky grasp of Germanic law. Uh, the address is hello at smithandsniff.com. Yeah. And please do mark your email, Weinhund. <laughs> Pig dog. It's always my favourite. Uh, Such a basic insult, isn't it? Pig yeah. dog. Oh, Dumpkoft. I had to look up how to spell Dumpkoft the other day, <laughs> which I think is quite good as well. Oh, I don't know that one. It just means stupid head, doesn't it, I think? I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm going to we're gonna have to look it up again now to, Steng- to check. I know I, Stengelmund, which I think means penis mouth. That's about the only thing I can remember. <laughs> But I'm sure a German <laughs> listener can correct me on that. But I, I remember that being something that was bandied around a few times. Um, um, trying to think of another one now. Another another hit German insult, but I can't think of one. 
<laughs> I can't. I can't do. I'm not good at German. I can only. I, I can only say. Um, Minus Schwimmwagen ist um die Ecke. <laughs> it's around it means there. My amphibious car is around the corner. That's right. It does mean that. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot you learned German, didn't you, at school, like properly? I did. I, I I did French for a year, um, and then I, but I want, I, I did German for the whole five years of secondary. My daughter still doesn't believe that I don't know any French. She thinks I'm playing a trick on her. I said, no, no, I chose German, <laughs> and I didn't do French, so you had the choice, and I chose German, and I chose German solely, and I remember this vividly. My brother's two years older than me. He'd already started doing German at secondary school. And he said, oh, don't bother learning French. He said, because, you know, the German industry is just far superior to the French industry. German engineering is far superior. It's just a better economy. Learn German. And I went, yeah, OK. <laughs> and, I, and that was it. That was the sole decision. <laughs> <laughs> Older brothers it's, having such influence with such throwaway it's, words. It's funny because a mate of mine didn't do French at school because he did Spanish. When he first told me, in fact, he told me when we were on holiday in France, and I had the same reaction. I was like, bollocks. Yeah, because everybody does. Everybody did. I thought you had to. And he went, no, it's Spanish. Um, I very much enjoyed yeah. German at school. It's quite a nice sort of logical-ish language, isn't it? I know they've yeah. got, they've got, they, they do masculine. Daddy das, yeah, they do all that. Fishes all, yeah, yeah. But no, I very much Daddy das. Daddy das, yeah. Daddy das, they made tracksuits in the 80s yeah, as well. Yeah, yes, yes, they did, <laughs> yes. But unfortunately, Adidas won that battle, so. Yeah. Uh, if you can find one now, it's an extremely rare garment, yeah. <laughs> was he, it was, the, he was, he's, Mr. Adidas was German, wasn't he? Yeah, Adidas is a German brand. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was called yeah. Adolf, wasn't he? That's where the ad bit comes from. Now, no, um, I don't know that. Um, and that's, but obviously, that's a name that became extremely unfashionable in Germany, much like Bernard did here, but for different reasons. And and so they don't, you know, Adidas don't really sort of crow about the origins of their name. Yeah, Adolf's not such a cool name these days. Um, no, I, I, I'm, the Adidas brand very much West German. Um, maybe Der Adidas was the East German competitor that not a lot of us oh. got to hear about. Yeah, what I'm thinking. Are they? Do you think they were sort of like Tatra to uh, to to Adidas's Volkswagen? Yes, I and think you're actually they had right. a lot of the ideas that were then just shamelessly cribbed. I think you're absolutely right. Blimmin' hell, I love a bit of Tatra. Would you have a Tatra? Yes, I I've driven one once. Have you? Yeah, you absolutely briefly. Schweinhund. <laughs> <laughs> Stengelmund. Um, yeah, I drove a. Now, what was it? It was a six six oh three, which was the cool one, right? The one that looks yeah, like a sort of was, tram. Uh, it's got that sort of very rounded nose. Yes, and double kind headlights, of almost covered back wheels. V eight Hemi at the back. One. Yeah, what a V eight at the back. Really, it had a column manual change. Amazing. Which is and did, a, does, an unusual. Did well, it have uh, wool, wool seats? Day. I think it had wool upholstery. Uh, I, God, I don't remember. Maybe it did, yeah. It was absolutely beautiful. This one was black as well. Oh, gosh. And Which apparently was... The, the black ones were often used by the uh, secret police and things. I was going to so say. It had a sort of sinister edge to it as well. Iron but curtain it was, um, spec. And very soft, I remember it, but very soft suspension, I think. And it was, uh, it was, yeah, it was quite charming. I only drove it briefly, but it, I just always wanted to try one. And it was, it was, yeah, it was nice. It felt very um, 
sort of well made. Did it? And like well engineered. Yeah, it just sort of felt, you know, sort of quite um uh like everything was made from metal. No plastic, nothing cheap, just all sort of good, properly engineered metal stuff everywhere. See, the Tatra very much appeals to me, and I feel like it's the car I do need to own. And if I did own it, maybe I could, I could, I, I could rid my yearnings for a Porsche. I could sell my Beetle, and I could get mm. rid of my Dodge Charger because almost the Tatra combines all of those things together. You've got your V8 if you like American <laughs> car shizzle. You've got an engine right at the back if you like Porsches yeah. and Beetles and stuff. And it's curvy yeah. like a Beetle. Yeah. So therefore, it's like you've ticked all those boxes with some sort of mad communist spec uh, executive car. I feel like I, if, if there's any listeners who have had or driven in or got an experience of a Tatra, please get in touch. But not the really late one that looks like a Bristol that's been involved in a slow accident, because I really haven't got any interest in those. But, yeah. the, but the curvy ones, you that's know, the so aero wind tunnel spec ones, amazing. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd sort of, I'd give, uh, I'd, I'd give some time to one of the later ones that, like you say, just look, look, just look, look like, like something, a Bristol spin-off. But just because they've still got the interesting engineering, but yeah, they're not, they're not, pretty are they well i saw um, someone so you know there's on twitter there's always somebody that or on instagram that does street spots you know seeing this in london it's always an interesting yeah. quirky car i mean you do it as well actually um someone had done a bristol uh the other day and went oh look at yeah. this and it's the one that has the Vauxhall center to rear lights which i can't remember yes. which bristol that is is it a blenheim yeah a blenheim a late blenheim a 80s blenheim yeah. Nine, or probably nineties, actually. Well, I think they, yeah, all the, but yes, anyway, yeah, with the senator, senator split yeah. rear lights, yeah. And I saw this picture, and people were commenting, and I genuinely were like, I'd rather have a really clean senator with those <laughs> lights. <laughs> I really would. I, I, I honestly, honestly would. I have, I have no early Bristol's. I get it. The aeroplane derived engineering. The over-engineering, the aerodynamics, light, lighter weight stuff, that's all great. But the later ones, I just feel, they're a little bit delusional. I don't know. Is that, I just feel like it was ridiculous and pointless. Have you ever seen the one-off Blenheim that was made for a customer uh, that had Audi A4 Avant taillights instead of um, no. Senator ones? And... It was sort of the the body was actually modified, sort of smoothed out a bit, and it just looked a bit more modern. And the A4 Avant taillights from a couple of generations ago, maybe more, actually worked quite well, and it made it look less sort of like some kind of well-meaning kit car. <laughs> but it was just a one-off for a customer, you know, sort of a, 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 someone who was well known to the brand, as they always say. A friend, a friend. It's a friend of the brand. A friend, a friend, a of, friend the of the brand. Of the brand. Friend, friend of the brand. Friend of the brand. Friend of the brand. Friend of the brand. Um, anyway, we should um, probably bring this to stop talking. A gentle stop. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, why don't we put it? Let's put are you it on. quite tired? Because you, you're, you're. I feel like you're quite abstract today, and I've got a hangover, and from only my second time of drinking in. 2022. I am tired today, which I was hoping you I might disguise it with chat about whistling roof rails and stuff like that, but maybe it hasn't worked. But, uh, <laughs> I don't think anyone will notice the difference. Um, anyway, 
Before we go, as usual, I've got three things to tell you. There are one. Johnny has a solo YouTube channel. It's called Johnny's Horse Care Channel. It's about yes, looking it after horses. It's called it's called Stengelmund. In <laughs> 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 which Johnny is refuses to acknowledge the existence of horses and thinks they're just very big dogs you can sit on. <laughs> uh, it's well worth a watch. But if you're bored of that, go and watch the Late Break Show, which has got some excellent videos on it, including a man who um, has a small car collection. And of course, Johnny's chat with uh, Gordon Murray is good. Well worth 40 something minutes. Oh, of thank your you, Richard. Time. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, I've got various books out. None of them are called How to Look After Your Horse. Haven't done that one yet. Uh, one of them is called Boring Car Trivia 3 but you probably knew that by now as well and the third thing I've got to tell you is that uh, goats don't have top front teeth top front don't they? they have a pad a very hard pad there and that does the job but can't they eat things like thistles and metal <laughs> uh, yeah they, I mean they'll eat anything won't they? <laughs> they will batteries they will <laughs> Baseball caps, cricket balls, (laughs) (laughs) crockery. (laughs) Crockery would be easy for a goat. They'd be like, that's like goat chewing gum. They'd have no challenge with a a lovely Royal Dalton plate or something. That's the jumpy old session right there. Next to the (laughs) session is the uh, goat bit crockery. Here we go. Yeah, they're daft bastards, aren't they, goats? They really will just eat anything, and they just—they constantly sort of feel like they're trying to pickpocket you as well. You ever been in a a pen of goats? They get—they have no respect for personal space whatsoever. (laughs) Well, and they don't blink, which freaks me out. They seem not to blink. (laughs) Anything that doesn't blink fundamentally troubles me because I worry about its (laughs) eyes getting too dry. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm a bit fearful of goats. I'm not going to lie. they do have a stare about them, don't they? Yeah, stare, um, weird teeth, as it turns out, <laughs> and and they will they eat plates for fun. So, but you they're, know what? They're idiots. They're the envy of of, of Land Rover's R and D department because they can climb over anything. Uh, yeah, I, I suppose that is true. Yeah. I mean, now you're mentioning it, we're listing the qualities of goats. They are weird, aren't they? They're a weird animal. Well, they're Satan allegedly, aren't they? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm starting to see why that might be believed because they, they're just there's something unnatural about them. The no blinking, no teeth at the top. <laughs> why is, why is, how's that goat got up on the dado rail? Have you seen goats climbing dams? Have you seen a goat? If you ever go on go on YouTube and type in goat climbing dam, it's just unbelievable. <laughs> he makes any off road vehicle look completely shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, but, there we go. On that side of things, that that winds up the podcast. Thank you if you're already a Patreon for us. You will have listened to this earlier than most other people. And, and, and Richard, Richard writes down a selection of, of, of footnotes. And um, and if you want to get any merch for Smith & Stuff, we sell merch. And uh, th- basic things like cups and T-shirts. And we will be adding to Basically, the Basically, yeah. If you've got a goat and it needs feeding, why not feed it some Smith & Sniff items? That's a great such idea. As mugs. Crockery, yes. Taps, T-shirts. Yes. There's even there's a metal mug as well. It might have a bit of trouble with that, but probably not no, that much. No, they won't have any trouble with it. We know what goats are like. There's no <laughs> trouble. Waste disposals. No trouble with that. <laughs> there we go. Smith & Sniff, podcast and goat food. Well then, 
there we go uh, we'll do this all again next week until then thank you very much for listening goodbye thanks and goodbye sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.